0: once you realize that by by showing up as you however you can define that and not ignoring or resisting every truth you know about yourself but stepping into it fully as weird or different or what or eccentric however you think that is that will absolutely always draw you in closer to a group of people that not only desperately need you but want you and embrace you that's what i have lived and breathed to this day hello everyone and welcome to the being
1: inspired radio show i am your host amanda johnson and i am here with a guest who i am really excited to talk with and also introduce all of you with. I've had the pleasure of connecting briefly with this man one other time, uh, virtually, and in that short period of time, I got very excited in terms of who he is and how he's showing up in the world and his story and his journey, and yet we just scratched the surface of it. So I'm looking forward to going a bit deeper today, although these conversations are completely organic and divinely inspired, and so we never know quite where we'll be taken or guided or led, but what I can assure you of and what I know to be true every time I do one of these uh, recordings or have one of these conversations is that whatever is meant to be said is said, and whatever you are meant to hear and receive, you will hear and receive, and whatever gift we are meant to receive through this conversation will indeed be so. And that is why I have this show, and do this show, and share this show with all of you listening. So thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in, and let's welcome my guest today, Josh Carey. Josh, thanks, uh, thanks for coming, and welcome to the show.
0: It's so good to be here, Amanda. I absolutely love that introduction. And what I love most about it is the organic part of it. You said whatever's meant to be said will be said, and whatever is meant to be heard will be heard. So perfectly put. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, let me introduce our listeners to
1: you a bit more before we dive into the conversation that we're going to be so divinely inspired to have today. So Josh spent 40 years in hiding. That's right, he was hiding every aspect of himself and showing up with a mask on in all areas of life, trying to gain the approval of everyone else. At 19, he changed his name and entered into what would become a 15 year career as a professional actor and filmmaker. The applause and external accolades didn't completely heal his feelings of anxiety and insecurities, and he found himself more isolated than ever. Today, Josh is a digital media and creative consultant with the uncanny ability to bring the human side out of each person. Whether it's as a guest on his show or working directly together, you and all of those he works with quickly feel consumed by his unique natural energy, bright outlook, and creative mind. He is also a proud father and credits his adoring two young children with helping him to turn things around and embrace the mortality of life. Brilliant. Well, thank you. <laughs> I love reading bios, and I like hearing people read my bio. There's something in it. Um, there's something so beautiful about it. So I know when I first met Josh, we had a some synchronicity about our own paths of having been actors, and even about the same age in our lives, um, moving into that career. He he went a little further than I did, um, but there was definitely some overlap there. So nice to be speaking with a fellow a fellow.
0: Uh, actor that says yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's one of the words they use <laughs> So here we are
1: today. And I love this whole image of hiding behind the masks and that mask being the mask of fear. And this is something that is very, very real for me in my own life. I, I talk about it in the book that I have written where you know fear becomes this shield or mask or disguise or costume or whatever you want to call it that so many of us are so accustomed to hiding behind. So I cannot wait to get your thoughts on this idea of um, encouraging us or giving us permission or inviting us to stop hiding behind it. And as I start each of my episodes, I have a passage from a book that I'm going to be reading from that that talks about this idea, that talks about fear. Of course, this is in the words of this author. Um, And so I'm going to ask you, Josh, to offer your take on that or what that brings up in you or what that has you think of in terms of what this topic, theme, idea, means in your own life. And so the passage that I'm reading from today is coming from the book, Living an Examined Life by James Hollis. Are you familiar with this book? I am not. Great. Sometimes I like to uh, surprise my guests by the the book and not have it be something they've um, read or are familiar with. So for those listening, again, this is coming, um, this is from the book, Living an Examined Life. And this is what James Hollis has to say about fear. The task of the hero within is to overthrow the powers of darkness, namely fear and lethargy. Sooner or later, we are each called to face what we fear, respond to our summons to show up, and overcome the vast lethargic powers within us. This is what is asked of us, to show up as the person we really are, as best we can manage, under circumstances over which we may have no control this showing up as best we can is growing up that is all that life really asks of us to show up as best we can chilling
0: why what is it what is So what there effect? were there were two main things that uh hit me very very well in the beginning of that you said about the hero within and it's such a fascinating thing because i think we are really we all we we all are that right we are all heroes we are all heroic yet me included, what we do is we stifle that and we shun that. We are scared of that. I was frightened of that for decades, 40 plus years. In fact, when I knew full well the hero inside, I knew what I was turning away from. I knew so clearly what I was resisting, what I didn't want to allow to be shown, thus showed up hiding yet i would tell myself i don't know why nobody responds to me in the way that i think they should or why can't i connect with anybody or why isn't anybody giving me the time of day and i knew what all my strengths all my qualities were yet i would show up in the way that i believed others expected wanted or needed me to be which as you know is called seeking approval Because I allowed people, anybody really, to define who I was and what box I should play in. So early on, for various reasons, I was put in this very shallow box and I said, got it, this is who I am. I shall not disappoint. I shall not step out of this box. I will play this role irony long term you see where that's going as we mentioned the actor so i will play this role to satisfy you you anybody stranger friend family teacher uh, you know sh- anybody who, who who is in agreement that i should play in this small space and that's what i did for so long i resisted and ignored what i knew as you said in the quote that that hero I knew it was there, which is what caused all the anger, all the frustration, because you're in conflict with yourself, and that's how the um, the hero uh, resonates. So I need to also point that out. That's beautiful and such a great
1: story. And I'm sitting here almost chuckling to myself, and then also thinking some of the listeners might be going, "But wait, Josh, you were a 15, at least a 15 year long career as an actor." I can't imagine you've ever been shy or afraid of <laughs> showing up and being in the spotlight because I can I can relate, right? Yeah. There's this beautiful paradox almost of you sitting here saying, I've been hiding for 40 years and I've been wearing this mask and yet so many people I can imagine have looked at you mm. in your life and gone, what are you talking about? You've been on stage, you've been in front of the camera, you've been, you know, all of these different characters and people. So- Tell me more about that. How does how does that how does that work?
0: Does yeah, people it's such a great example. People then look at you and think, oh Josh, you're so outgoing. You're so funny. You're so wonderful. And I'm like, thank you. You like me. So that inadvertently satisfied a very short-term band aid. So as the stereotype is, you might know this and agree with this in the entertainment industry we are all so insecure which is what drives us to that industry for me it was a survival mechanism needing to feel this external approval that was evident in my life even prior to saying, I want to become an actor. I need this external approval. So it was a mask. It was the Band-Aid, putting on a happy face, trying to make everybody laugh, uh, getting anybody in that way to try and like me. So the career as a performer is nothing but trying to get external validation trying to get these accolades on the outside because i wasn't giving them to myself where it begins on the inside so i would hope for these applause for these accolades that you know if and when they came you know the struggle as a performer is a nightmare it's no easy journey So if and when they came in short spurts in the applause or you get a gig, it's so shallow, it's so short-lived, it's not the fix you need to carry on, but it's a drug. Like anything else, it's literally the external drug that you're trying to mask everything you're feeling.
1: And then, uh, and I can imagine that, and I can relate to that very specific drug and so many others listening, it may have turned in, it could have been anything, right? But whatever was that external approval, whatever that validation, whether it was the the guy looking at you the certain way or the the girl taking care of you or the whatever dynamic you have co-created in your life experience to mask who you truly are and here's my question and I I always ask these big questions of my guests so I don't expect you to have the answer but i what I'm asking is what is your take on it what have you thought about when you've asked this question if you have which is why are we so afraid why are we afraid of being as um, James Hollis says this like uh, this who we truly are I mean what's
0: why did you why were you afraid why are we afraid Such a great question. Like you acknowledged, a very big question, because I think so many of us are afraid there's, I'm, 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 I'm literally getting the chills, you know, uh, processing the answer. There's a few different things. We all have this, we all do have a need for approval whether it's internal or external we want to fit in because the opposite of that is exile right is isolation is shunning you out and thousands and thousands of years ago when we were hunters and gatherers that was what we actually needed to survive right we were biologically physiologically created to survive in these groups and if you were different or if you were unworthy, you were shunned from these groups and that meant you really couldn't survive. So we are really wired to survive. So in modern day, we, we put all of this emphasis on fitting in at any cost. Now the irony is that, and I am a living, breathing proof of this, once you realize that by by showing up as you however you can define that and not ignoring or resisting every truth you know about yourself but stepping into it fully as weird or different or what or eccentric however you think that is that will absolutely always draw you in closer to a group of people that not only desperately need you but want you and embrace you that's what i have lived and breathed to this day i would show up in this needy desperate way not as me and i would get exactly what i was looking for i'd get all this resistance and this aggravation and this tension from people and then wonder why And I was so scared to think that, oh, well, at least I'm being included, which is a very weird thing to think. But you are. You're getting the attention. It's sort of like why we keep revisiting the same pain, because it's familiar. It's what we know. We're afraid what it might feel like or do if we go on another route. But that's the route I've since taken and have said. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired as that statement goes. And I'm willing to see what happens if I just put all that aside, one step, one step, one step, and see what happens, who I'm going to attract, what my life is going to be, what I'm going to create for myself. If I just say, F that noise which is really what I've done, and that we can discuss later, but that's the five-step process, N-O-I-S-E, that I've taken to get myself from there to here. And it's 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 magnificent, because it puts me in front of people like you, and side by side together with people like you, who wouldn't have existed before. So now, I have this force field of amazing incredible, incredible people like you, and everybody else who, appreciates what I'm doing and I appreciate what they're doing. We just naturally attract each other. I don't even see the people that I was serving negatively prior and the fear to answer your question, to bring it full circle. Why are we so scared? Because for me, I thought that if I were to go down this road and be positive and bring to the table my best parts and contribute them, I thought these people who were showing up negatively in my life would retaliate and would keep me down more. And I didn't have the strength to stick up for myself or to, to, to dialogue or debate them in any way. And I couldn't handle that up here. If I saw that, I'm like, "Mm, people are going to yell and make fun of me or retaliate against me. I don't want that. So I will stay in that box that they put me in until I didn't. Until you didn't. And actually
1: that is going to be my question because I wanted to know, and this might lead you to go back to um, F that noise and and help us understand that better because I'm I'm always curious, what was that turning point when you got sick and tired of being sick and tired? And it's like, well, what do we do then? Because I did hear you earlier say, you had to look within yourself and you actually had to start noticing, oh, this is what I'm afraid of. Oh, this is what I'm afraid of showing. Oh, you know. So what is that process for you? Maybe you've laid it really nicely already for us, or you can.
0: Yeah, so I spent all these years showing up that way and I was that conflict within myself Created a very angry, frustrated depressed, sad, scared, fearful, lonely, you know even around people you're still very lonely so i I've always had a sense of self awareness which i've realized have come to realize is so important that is like step one, if nothing else, just start to become aware of what you do, who you are, how you're showing up, and that's part of what f that noise um, allows you to do so I have um, two amazing children that I take every opportunity to to talk about. I have a five-year-old daughter, Danica, an incredible three-year-old son, Harrison, who are my everything. And I've always known in the past that I would appreciate and like the role of father. But from where I was, I became a father at 39, and I never would have willingly said, I'm ready to be a father. I'm going to go down this path. No, but the universe had different plans for me. The universe said, now is the time. And by the way, you guys are pregnant. I'm like, okay, great. I could, this this feels all right. But it wasn't quote unquote planned, right? Because it never would have been. However, there were different plans for me, thankfully. So my two children have helped me shine a spotlight on the person I was being, because I could be angry and frustrated and confused all day in, in a relationship even, and so be it. But when the two children were there looking up to me for guidance, love, direction, and I'm yelling and kicking and screaming and being this person, and then I notice that they're saying, okay, got it, that's how we're supposed to be check, got it. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do what I'm doing. No, you guys are sweet. You're loving. Come on. We love each other. This is great. So that sort of thing helped me say, I, I cannot do this. I cannot see myself 20 years down the, down the line here as an empty nester, having raised my kids in the best way that I would have known how, given all the circumstance and having them watch their father in this angry, depressed, needy, seeking approval state and knowing that that's how the life they live works and seeing, let's take my daughter, for example, as a young adult, seeking approval, that can get very ugly very quickly. And I saw myself in a rocking chair watching her in that world thinking, oh my goodness, I helped create that for her and there's now nothing I can do So a quick snap out of that said, whoa, Josh, present moment, you're still there. Let's change this. Let's get this right. There is something you can do. And these two innocent souls have helped me get on that path. Amazing.
1: I have chills listening to that. What a powerful statement. And for me, it's not about, I mean, parents always do the best they can and our children are going to have the experiences they need to have. And it's not about doing it perfectly or doing it right because you don't want to fuck them up. (laughs) However, there's this beautiful call to action that I see that in that moment, it was a gift to you to say, wait, is this how I want to keep showing up? Is this? And I, interestingly, as you were Thinking and speaking of your children in the very real sense of it, I also heard this conversation happening with your own inner child, or it's mm-hmm. almost like your inner child was having the same dialogue with you. Like, well, I mean, if I guess if this is how we're going to show up and play in the world, that's just how it's going to be, and we'll just keep doing it this way. And then your higher self saying, does it need to be that way? Maybe there is another way. Maybe I can tend to you a little differently. Maybe I can show you there's there is some you know gentleness, some softness, some patience, some understanding, some compassion, some love, etc. So I love that because I'm seeing for those of us even without children like myself currently, we is the, we don't need to wait for the child you know mm-hmm. outside of us to remind us of this. Right, but I love it's a that
0: metaphor. How.
1: I love that. That's how it did show up for you. So. Okay. Let's go back. I want to know more about F this, that noise. What, what is that? Can you, can you walk us through it a little bit? I'm, I'm so intrigued.
0: Yes. Well, thank you. I'd love to. So um, I was able to come out this other side and say, whoa, I, I feel great. And it's certainly not a quick fix and we don't want it to be. And that's also what if that noise helps you identify that it's a slow, deliberate, consistent process that just works to, to get you out of this mode into where you know you belong and you know you're capable of. That was very apparent early on when, when we are talking about the hero. I knew in that struggle, that conflict, is what created all that tension. Um, so so finally, I, I was able to put it into, into the perspective of F that noise, which is the five-step process, and I'll break down each one for you, and we can go from there. So what this is about is identifying your emotions your emotional state so you can become aware and break that habit and i use that word habit very deliberately because much of what we do and much of what we feel is a cycle in our lives and if we're not aware to deliberately put an end to it it'll just keep happening so So much of what we're triggered by and what we do and how we feel is just the familiar that we know and and we keep going down that path. So this is all about becoming aware to break the emotion that is not serving you. For me, it was anger. So what you want to do, F that noise, N-O-I-S-E, we start with the N. The first thing you want to do is name the emotion. Right, so there might be a few that run rampant, but what's the predominant one? So once you get familiar with that, it could be anger, frustration, despair, confusion, loneliness, boredom. Yes, I'm a big sadness. Sadness, right? So so once you get, uh, once you start by naming the emotion, we have a place from where to work. So we name the emotion, sadness. Perfect. Now we move to the O. We are going to own that emotion. Working with clients, this is typically the most difficult one to do because so often we want to make it about something or someone else. And there's a question I ask here, which is a simple question, but there's a trap in it. It's a very simple question, and it's what's bothering you? Now when I ask this question, So many clients will start talking about their spouse or their boss or their roommate or their children. It's not who's bothering you. It's what's bothering you. So they'll talk about some sort of incident or issue or thing that just keeps them in this world. But it's, okay, what about that? And we have to break that down and have you acknowledge you have to own this. It's about you, right? We're trying to change you for the better. So once you accept that it's yours and yours alone, we can proceed. So you want to own that emotion because it's giving you the power and this is what we want. Mm -hmm. Then the I, now you want to identify with it. You want to own it and then make it yours. I am angry. I am sad. I am frustrated. I am in despair. Whatever it is, take it on so you can acknowledge it and identify with it. That's the only way you're going to be able to release it. So once you do that and you take it on, identify with it, make it yours. Now, the S. You wanna sit with it. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to, whether it's a few hours or a few days, it doesn't have to be weeks or months because that's not what this is about. This is not spending all this time in, in a therapy style situation. It's about moving through it quickly and swiftly as possible and taking action into the better. So once you sit with it, the purpose of this is so you can determine when does this emotion predominantly arise, what's happening, what's causing it, is it a time of day, is it around a certain event or around a certain person, is it a thing, is it a conversation, is it a topic, just sit with it and become familiar of what is triggering it, what's making it arise, that way once we get really comfortable and familiar with all of that, What we do now is create a pattern interrupt because now we are self-aware of the emotion. We have all of the things in place we need to see it before it actually is uh, uh, emoting out of us and put a pattern interrupt, something, a change that we always will do habitually. Now we're doing something else and we can change the whole thing. Mm. Now the E finalizes all this this is the only natural result and progression of all of this is you will evolve you will evolve into the person you always knew you can become and the definition of evolve is to gradually and slowly change over time and like i said this is a slow and deliberate process that's the way you want it it's not a quick fix that changes everything. But it's not slow in where it takes months or years. Once you put in the little bit of work, it works. And the Greek root word for evolve is evolver, which means to unravel. So think about something slowly unraveling. It just continues and there is no limit to the amount of evolving you can do. So that is F that noise. Awesome.
1: Oh, so great. And I love a few things that stood out to me about that is this idea of once we can own it and identify with it, mm. um, there's for me, cause I think there's, there can be resistance to that. There can even be resistance to it on the other side of, of evolution, which is, well, we know that's not truly who we are. So don't identify with it. However, what I know you're pointing to and how I can appreciate what you're saying is, we first have to see our power. We first need to see that we are creating it in order to then know we have the power to stop it. So until we are willing to accept our power, which mm. is also what goes way back to what we said at the very beginning. Why are we hiding? Why are we afraid? You said something very early on. It's because I don't actually want, I I I don't I I'm a little bit of afraid of who I would be and what I would be capable of and what I could do. Right. So we play small, we keep ourselves in these little tight boxes equally when we're having things, why do we put it off on somebody else? Because I don't want to own it or think it's actually me that's creating this, because that means that I have to be the one to change it. So there's mm. a lot of power, I think, in what you're saying where it comes to owning and identifying and then sitting with these things. And the one question that came up as you were saying that is, um, is, and I, I'm not challenging, I'm more curious, is, is there space in that sitting with Um, where we also feel it, we sense it, we allow, we're not simply analyzing, right? Because there's a lot of the, where is this coming from and what am I doing? And there's some real um, opportunity in that, I believe, at least for someone like myself, as it comes to self-awareness is to look at things, explore them, examine them. And are we feeling it? Are we sensing it? Are we letting that move through our body?
0: Right. Uh, well, yes, absolutely. There's no way, especially in the beginning of this, um, that you are, while you're sitting with it, that you're not going to feel it and experience it. But that's the win, right? There's no more beating ourselves up Which is what i've done and I can do and and you know even today, nobody's perfect, right? Things slip through, and the good of today, once you get on this path of deliberate action uh, and thoroughness through this, the good of it is that if and when something happens that you are less than proud of, the difference is is you quickly know how to accept it and move on from it. It doesn't ruin your whole day. It doesn't get you down. You don't experience the guilt, the shame, the anger, or whatever the result of the action used to be. So, I mean, I I have moments where I'll get, I'll still get triggered from from things that, you know, you still catch you by surprise. But again, the difference is I'm not... I'm not guilty, I'm not shameful, I'm not embarrassed, I'm not upset, I work through it quickly and swiftly to move on. So to answer your question, in the beginning of this, this, this work and this process, of course, while you're sitting with it, you're going to experience it, you're going to feel it. But again, that's the win because then you could immediately become aware and say, oh, okay, I see what just happened. Now, instead of wallowing in it or whatever, or whatever emotional action you take from that result, you're now able to um like you said, analyze it and uh, identify what's happened, what that trigger was, and then over and over we see the pattern, and then we move away from that
1: mm-hmm. And I love how you pointed out that the world you know when we're not going to do this perfectly, we're still going to get tripped up, we're still going to get triggered and and that actually, as you were in before, you said that I was thinking back to one of my favorite parts of this quote that I started the episode with, <clears> which is all that life is really asking of us is to show up as best we can, because Mm. I think if we go back to what are we so afraid of? Why are we hiding? For me, and I think this can be labeled different things for different people, Um, anybody who identifies with perfectionism, but there are so many other ways it shows up. Ultimately, it's that fear, as you said early, we don't want to be rejected. Well, Why would we be rejected? Because we aren't showing up the way we think people want us to. And so, you know, whether or not that's perfect or whether or not that's, I'm going to show up and piss somebody off, or I'm going to say something that they're not going to like, or I'm going to, you know, get angry and then they're going to banish me out of the house or, you know, so we have all of this fear. And I love that the permission that James Hollis offers in this book is do it the best you can. I mean, um, Don Miguel Ruiz says it in the 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 fourth agreement. What is it? always do your best and that doesn't mean perfect that doesn't mean you never make you know and i have a whole other thing about perfection but in this point i'm going to use it as in it doesn't mean perfect that doesn't mean not making a mistake that doesn't mean right not getting triggered it's being doing our best so what do you want to say about that because
0: um the um going back to um a few paragraphs before what you just said um It also comes down to the fear of sabotage or retaliation to reiterate that point. That's what it was for me. I'm like, I know that that's out there and funny enough, what you focus on is what you get. And, uh, so that's all I was focused on that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And you know, whatever you say you don't want is exactly what you'll attract. And I knew that if I, received any sort of sabotage or retaliation or resistance i wouldn't have felt strong enough to stand up for myself so i stayed in that box doing whatever was necessary to keep the peace which is all sorts of a mess as as so many
1: of us can uh completely relate exactly yeah josh this is so just wonderful and good and i'm feeling we're coming to completion and yet before i shift gears i want to find out if we've missed something is there anything else that's coming up though i think we've done a beautiful job bringing it full circle is there anything else about hiding behind fear that needs to be expressed
0: not at this moment Mm -hmm. yeah that
1: feels really good that was wonderful so what we're going to do now is shift slightly so that i can ask you a few questions that i ask each of my guests and this is our opportunity to learn what is um, inspiring to you. And and the whole purpose of my show, the whole mission and and vision behind it was this idea of being inspired. And what is it that, what does that mean to each of us? And it can look and feel different. And of course there's also some similarities, right? So I'm always, I love these questions and I love the variety of answers and then some of the overlap I receive from my guests. So the first question I ask is, who is a source of inspiration for you and why?
0: without a doubt it's my two incredible children Danica and Harrison 5 and 3 years old i i feel like i i didn't have a a childhood that made sense to me um i blocked blocked a lot of it out and starting to now just sort of get glimpses of it so it wasn't ideal in my scenario but now having two children i'm i'm very aware that i am i am raising them and living with them in the way that feels right so i'm i'm always taking the action that is just inspired whether it I don't even consider so so my wife will sometimes have disagreements that are like oh why are you letting them do that or oh you should you know you know do it like this and that doesn't resonate with me only because I have my own compass and I'm always out for their safety and best interest that looks very different to a lot of different people, right? We all come from the world's perspective in very different ways. So I am always inspired by my children who are at such a great age today to allow me to live the life with them and through them. They thankfully are incredible best friends. They just adore each other. They're attached at the hip. And even though they are two years apart, we are asked so often if they're twins, which I think is so adorable. I'm like, no, they're they're two years apart, but I see what you mean. Harrison's a little bigger for his age, <laughs> so they probably meet right in the middle. So... I mean, I, I just can't stress it enough. The inspiration that they give me just to watch them live and to navigate the world, for better or worse, is just extraordinary.
1: Oh,
0: and that's inspiring me hearing you talk about these beautiful
1: children of yours. So, amen. And yeah. just, that's wonderful. I'm proud, you know. I'm I, just, I can I'm, tell. I'm it, just very proud of them. And and what's beautiful is that they're such a... I, one of my favorite things about asking that question is often the answer comes because whoever, whoever you choose is a reflection of you. It's mm. hearing something back. And so the fact that you're two beautiful children who make you proud and who live a life in a way that um, is inspiring and, and free and, and maybe this whatever it is about how they live that is be you're inspired by that because they're showing something about you that you already have and possess and love about yourself. And I think that's mm. great. So yeah. It's just thank beautiful. you. Mm-hmm. So number two, what place
0: or activity most inspires you right now? Ah, oh, it's a great question. Um, I will say the the activity. Um As you know, like you, I am also a podcast host. And it's whatever side of the dialogue I'm on, whether I'm a guest on a show like this or hosting extraordinary people. Right now, that I am, I am, I'm quote unquote lucky enough, you know, but we can go on that tangent that what is luck doesn't really exist, right? It's what you put in place there to create that. But I am, um, I'm lucky enough to just love this medium and get this chance and see an inspiring future for myself. So, I, I mean, it's so funny. I woke up this morning and I I thought about what excites me for today. Full disclosure, I got that piece of dialogue from another guest of mine on a recent episode. He said one of the questions he asks himself every day is, what is exciting about today. Not what do I have to do? What do I, what should I do? But what am I excited to do? So I started asking myself that. I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, it's so obvious, so easy, never did it. But so I woke up this morning and I said, what am I excited to do today? and it, i i i'm lucky enough to have i recorded an episode of my show as a host earlier today and then i'm i'm flipping the table and now i'm a guest with you here i'm like that's pretty freaking exciting i was like i like that lifestyle i could get into this i was like this is this is the world i'm in but again it also goes back to i'm creating that for myself, you know it doesn't just happen, but I, I i I acknowledge that so so lovingly because for years, I just let whatever happened happen, and I was creating quite the opposite and wondering why things aren't working now, I can step back and say yes i've i've gotten to this point i've taken the right steps to allow me to be excited about the things I do, and even dissecting it even further, the reason that this kind of thing that uh, excites me and inspires me is because I always have loved people. I loved connecting with people, learning about people, hearing about people. Um, I've been labeled curious uh, often, which I used to take insultingly until I realized, no, 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 that's a good thing. It's a positive thing. You know, son, you ask a lot of questions. Ah! And then I go and uh, run in the corner for a few weeks. But then I'm like, yeah, that's okay. It's good. It's, it's now an attribute. So I love being able to engage and interact with people. And uh, this kind of activity allows for that. Uh, and I couldn't agree more.
1: And of course, why I do it, right? This is by far one of the things that inspires me the most. And I love that you got that question from a guest. I may be borrowing that now Mm -hmm. for sharing that with all of us. My third question now is for the readers in us, if you happen to read um, or however you take in your information, but what is a favorite book that has inspired you on your journey?
0: A favorite book, uh, you might have heard it before, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Of course, it's not rich in the sense of dollars, although that might be a very welcome um, after effect there. It's, it's rich in inside and self-love and self-discovery. And it's, I mean, the book was written almost 100 years ago. So that's fascinating in and of itself that you, I'm, I'm, I'm currently rereading Today, uh, I, I'm 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 now halfway back through the book um, because it's still and it's the unabridged original version and it still holds up. It's every bit applicable to just just living the best life and making the most of it and doing good and doing what works.
1: Hmm. I have never heard someone explain that book in that way and. I have tried to read it. I actually remember uh, getting an audio version of it. I'm not a big audio version, but I was on a road trip and that was the book, et cetera. And I remember actually being very turned off by it at the time in my journey when I listened to it. Now, this Mm -hmm. is for me because things come to us when we're ready for them and I wasn't ready for it. However, hearing you even just now in this moment say, think and grow rich, rich not necessarily in dollars, which not that that's... I'm not opposing that and I'm not suggesting that's bad or wrong, Correct. However, that was part of my resistance to it because Ooh. I was somehow, I wasn't understanding it for what it is. Let me, I can say it that way. So Perfect. the way you just explained it, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I need to go read that book again.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I need to
1: go pick up that book again. So thank you again for the inspiration. Absolutely. Yeah. So, wow, Josh, this has been absolutely delightful. And I know, again, I trust and know in every cell of my body that the those who needed to hear this have heard it, are receiving it. Uh, and then that what they needed to hear, including myself, there is always something I need to hear during these conversations that I needed to receive. And that once again was true today. So thank you for being here and sharing yourself and not hiding from mm you are and what you have to give and share with the world.
0: It's absolutely amazing. The last point I'll make is uh, perhaps a reiteration. When I started showing up in the role that I knew I was always capable of and stopped resisting it to placate the people who wanted to keep me in this little box and fearing that they will retaliate and sabotage and that just kept me in the bad uh, path Oh, but now I'm in a better path. What happens now is there's this force field of all these people who support you. And I don't even see the people I once feared would retaliate. There is literally no room for them. And that's the way I see it. I see this force field of all my magnificent people now who I am among. And we're all together sort of maybe like a mosh pit, right? We're all here. Where are these negative people gonna get in? There is, once you play that part and be real with yourself and get out of your own way, slowly, deliberately, surely inspired every day. As best the, you can. As best you can, of course, right? Nobody's judging it. It's whatever's best for you right now and only you know that but we do know whether or not we are resisting the better plan. And once you do that, you gain this support of people who will protect you. And that's the beauty of it all. So, there, so there's no fear, all love. Yeah, amen.
1: The only thing that exists is love. And we will conclude with that. And uh, thank you to all of the listeners out there for tuning in to supporting things like this that bring greater inspiration, greater love, less fear out into the world. Thank you for doing your part in that. However big or small, these can be small daily steps, actions, choices. These are not done in huge sweeping swaths all at once. And so continue to take that step, make that choice. Practice, you know, effing the noise that is going on around you and being with what is coming up and allowing it to be there, owning it, sitting with it, and then evolving beyond as we. Do in this in this journey, I mean, evolution honestly isn't an option. It's just how are we going to do it, and how little resistance are we going to experience along the way? So, please, if you haven't checked out Josh, I will be sure to link to him uh, in the show notes. Otherwise, you can go to his website, which is joshkerry.com. And his name is spelled in the episode, but it's um, Cary, C-A-R-Y. So go find him, check him out. If anything he said resonated, landed with you, obviously he is creating some phenomenal uh, things in the world and having a very positive impact on people's lives. And if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this show, find his as well, but make sure you're subscribed so that you know when the next amazing, incredible, inspirational guest will be on here. And uh, rate, review, share, help us spread this light and love further into the world. And until next time, many blessings.